For I've had enough of this world and its pleasures. I will arise and go forth to the house of my young. I will arise and go forth to the house of my father. I will arise and go forth to the house of my young. House of my young. Shalom, and welcome to today's teaching on the Hebraic roots of Christianity, where we study first century Christianity and the faith that Jesus, whose Hebrew name is Yeshua, which means salvation, taught his disciples. And now, Hebraic roots teacher Eddie Chumney of Hebraic Heritage Ministries International. Shalom. I'm Eddie Chumney of Hebraic Heritage Ministries, and we welcome you to today's teaching on the subject, Israel, God's Prophetic Time Clock. This is part six of the series. With the defeat of the Gog Magog army, the God of Israel is going to decree the end of the exile. Joel chapter 2, verse 18 and verse 21. Then will the Lord be jealous for his land and pity his people. Fear not, O land, be glad and rejoice, for the Lord will do great things. Now remember Yeshua said, learn a parable of the fig tree. The fig tree is associated with the rebirth of the modern nation of Israel in 1948. And remember the good figs from Jeremiah chapter 24 is associated with the end of the exile. It now says in Joel chapter 2, verse 22, be not afraid. For the tree bears her fruit, the fig tree, and the vine do yield their strength. So now the fig tree produces her fruit, the good figs, the end of the exile, as an outcome of the defeat of Gog and Magog. So in order to be able to make the connection regarding the meaning behind the parable of the fig tree, we needed to understand that biblical history's prophecy and the historical 70-year captivity of the southern kingdom or the house of Judah into Babylon is a prophecy of the generation that will see the rebirth of the modern state of Israel. When are we going to see the start of the day of the Lord or the Great Tribulation? When are we going to see the Jews receive Yeshua as the Messiah? When are we going to see the end of the exile of the house of Jacob or northern kingdom and southern kingdom? After 70 years is the end of the exile. We can see this from Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 10 and verse 14. Thus says the Lord, after 70 years be accomplished at Babylon. I will turn away your captivity and gather you from all the nations, from all the places where I've driven you, says the Lord. It is the Messiah who gathers the exiles of Israel. And how's he going to gather his people? As the good shepherd. In Jeremiah chapter 31, verse 10, it is written, Hear the word of the Lord, O you nations, and declare it in the isles afar off, and say, He that scattered Israel will gather him and keep him as a shepherd does his flock. So the one that's going to gather Israel is the good shepherd. And he that scattered will gather. Well, the good shepherd's going to gather. And so that means the same one that gathers also is the one that scattered. And the one that scattered is the one that gave the Torah at Mount Sinai. And he scattered his people when they broke his covenant. So Yeshua gave the Torah at Mount Sinai. He exiled his people in the nations when they broke his covenant. But he's faithful to his covenant. And he's going to gather his people back to the land and end their exile. We can see how Yeshua is the good shepherd who's going to accomplish this task. In John chapter 10, verse 11 and verse 14 as it is written, I am the good shepherd. 
So initially, in the process of redeeming his people, he's first going to die on the tree. He's going to lay down his life. The good shepherd gives his life for the sheep. So Yeshua says in John chapter 10, verse 14, I am the good shepherd and know my sheep and am known of mine. We can see how it is the good shepherd who gathers the exiles of Israel in Ezekiel chapter 34, verse 11 and verse 12, as it is written. For thus says the Lord God, Behold, I, even I, will both search my sheep and seek them out. As a shepherd seeks out his flock that are scattered, so will I seek out my sheep where they've been scattered. And notice when he's going to gather the exiles of Israel? In the cloudy and dark day. When is that? That's the darkness part of the day of the Lord. When is that? That's the time of the great tribulation. So he gathers his people at the beginning of the day of the Lord. So from Philippians chapter 2 verses 9 through 11, every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Yeshua HaMashiach is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Since Yeshua is the Lord and he's the Messiah, another term for the day of the Lord is the day of Messiah. And in the day of the Lord or the day of the Messiah, the Messiah gathers the exiles from the nations where they've been scattered and brings them back to the land. In 2 Thessalonians chapter 2 verses 1 and 2, it is written, Now we beseech you, brethren, by the coming of our Lord Yeshua Mashiach, and by our gathering together unto him, that's him and his role to gather and unite the twelve tribes of Israel, that you be not soon shaken in mind or be troubled, neither by spirit, that the day of Messiah is at hand. So Paul is explaining that it's in the day of Messiah, the day of the Lord, that the Messiah is going to gather and unite the twelve tribes of Israel. So the good shepherd is not only going to gather his people in the cloudy and dark day, but we can see from Ezekiel chapter 34 verse 13 that he's going to bring them to the mountains of Israel. This is a reference to what the world calls the West Bank as well as Jerusalem, and the biblical name for the West Bank is Judea and Samaria. In Ezekiel chapter 34 verse 13 it is written, And I will bring them out from the people and gather them from the countries and will bring them to their own land, and I will feed them upon the mountains of Israel. We can see how Israel, a reference to the northern kingdom, and Judah, a reference to the southern kingdom, will both return to the land of Israel during Jacob's trouble from Jeremiah chapter 30, verse 3 and verses 6 and 7, it is written, For lo, the days come, says the Lord, that I will bring again the captivity of my people, Israel and Judah, northern kingdom and southern kingdom, says the Lord, and I will cause them to return to the land that I gave their fathers, and they will possess it. So when is he going to bring Israel and Judah back to the land? It goes on to say in Jeremiah chapter 30, verse 6, Ask ye now and see whether a man does travail with child. Why do I see every man with his hands on his loins as a woman in travail? And all faces are turned into paleness. Because in Jeremiah chapter 30 verse 7, Alas, for that day is great. What day? The day of the Lord. So that none is like it. It is the time. What is the time? When Israel and Judah returns to the land. That is the time of Jacob's trouble. Because Jacob will be saved or redeemed or delivered out of it or from it or through it. Now the way that the exiles of Israel are going to be gathered back to the land, it's through the greatest outpouring of the Holy Spirit that the world has ever known. So in Ezekiel chapter 39 verse 25 it says, Therefore thus says the Lord God, Now will I bring again the captivity of Jacob. Ezekiel 39 verse 27, When I have gathered them out of their enemies' lands, that is scattered in the nations of the world. So speaking of ending the exile of the house of Jacob, that's northern kingdom and southern kingdom, and bringing them back from the lands where they've been scattered, the way it's going to be done in Ezekiel chapter 39 verse 29 is, Neither will I hide my face any more from them. 
For I have poured out my spirit upon the house of Israel, says the Lord God. We can also see this from Joel chapter 2, where in verses 18 and 19 it says, following the defeat of Gog and Magog, Then will the Lord be jealous for his land and pity his people, and I will no more make you a reproach among the nations. See, when they scattered the nations of the world, they were a reproach. But when they're no longer a reproach, it means they're not in exile. They've been brought back to the land of Israel. And speaking of being brought back to the land of Israel, it says in Joel chapter 2 verse 28, it will come to pass afterward. After what? After the defeat of Gog and Magog, as we've outlined in Joel chapter 2, that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. So Yeshua is going to gather his people from the nations of the world where they've been scattered through a mighty outpouring of the Holy Spirit, and he's going to do so, leading his people back to the land the way in which he brought them out of Egypt, biblical history's prophecy, leading them by the cloud by day and the pillar of fire by night. So now we've just seen that the Gog-Magog war and the defeat of the Gog and Magog armies is a sign of the coming of the day of the Lord. What else is a sign of the coming of the day of the Lord? Well, the fall of the United States is a sign of the coming of the day of the Lord. Because the United States is the end-time spiritual land of Babylon. And specifically, the United States is the daughter of Babylon. It's got the historical characteristics of the Babylonian Empire under King Nebuchadnezzar, but it's an end-time nation that has the ancient Babylonian Empire characteristics. So in referring to the fall of Babylon in the end of days, the scripture refers to the fall of the daughter of Babylon. We can see this from Isaiah chapter 47, verse 1 and verse 5, it is written, Come down and sit in the dust, O virgin daughter of Babylon. Sit on the ground. Sit silent, O daughter of the Chaldeans, for you will no more be called the lady of kingdoms. We can see how the daughter of Babylon is an end-time nation. From Jeremiah chapter 50, verse 12, Your mother shall be sore confounded. She that that bear you shall be ashamed. Behold, and the King James says, the hindermost of the nations shall be a wilderness, a dry land, and a desert. So this word hindermost is the Strong's number 319. It's the Hebrew word akarit. And the most common translation of the word akarit in the King James is the word end. It's also translated as last. We can see this from Genesis chapter 49 verse 1. And Jacob called unto his sons and said, Gather yourselves together and I will tell you what will come in the last days. The end days. The Akarit days. So that's the same word that got translated in Jeremiah chapter 50 verse 12 as hindermost. The last of the nations. The end of the nations. An end time nation. So Jeremiah chapter 50 verse 12 is not speaking about the historical Babylonian kingdom under King Nebuchadnezzar. So the prophecy is, after 70 years, this daughter of Babylon ends up being destroyed. So remember, once again, the principle, biblical history is prophecy. In Jeremiah chapter 25, verse 12, it is written, And it will come to pass when 70 years are accomplished, or after 70 years, I will punish the king of Babylon and that nation, says the Lord for their iniquity, in the land of the Chaldees, and I will make it a perpetual desolation. So what happened to the historical Babylon under King Nebuchadnezzar is a foreshadowing of what will happen to the end time daughter of Babylon. Because after 70 years, the Babylonian kingdom under King Nebuchadnezzar fell when Cyrus, king of Persia, defeated the Babylonians. 
So this end-time daughter of Babylon falls in the day of trouble. A term for the darkness part of the day of the Lord. A term for Jacob's trouble. A term for the great tribulation. Jeremiah chapter 51 verse 1. Thus says the Lord, Behold, I will raise up against Babylon a destroying wind. Jeremiah chapter 51 verse 2. And I will send under Babylon fanners, and shall empty her land. For in the day of trouble they will be against her round about. We can see the connection of the coming of the day of the Lord in the fall of Babylon from Isaiah chapter 13 verse 1 verse 6 and verse 9 it is written. The burden of Babylon. Howl ye for the day of the Lord is at hand. It's coming. Hasn't arrived yet, but it's coming, and it will come or arrive as destruction from the Almighty. Isaiah 13, verse 9, Behold, the day of the Lord comes, cruel, both with wrath and fierce anger, to lay the land desolate. So this end-time daughter of Babylon is destroyed like Sodom and Gomorrah. Isaiah chapter 13, verse 19, And Babylon, the glory of kingdoms, shall be as when God overthrew Sodom and Gomorrah. We can parallel Isaiah 13, verse 19, with Jeremiah chapter 50, verse 40. As God overthrew Sodom and Gomorrah, says the Lord, so shall no man abide there. So now, when this end-time daughter of Babylon gets judged, the house of Jacob will end their exile. The house of Jacob will be redeemed. We can see the connection of this from Isaiah chapter 13, verse 1 and verses 5 and 6, where it says, The burden of Babylon, they come from a far country to destroy the whole land. How? For the day of the Lord is at hand. And now what's the outcome from the fall of Babylon? It says in Isaiah chapter 14, verse 1, For the Lord will have mercy on Jacob and set them in their own land. So from the fall of the end-time daughter of Babylon, the house of Jacob will end up ending their exile. We can see this from Isaiah chapter 48, verse 1, verse 14, and verse 20, as it is written. Hear ye this, O house of Jacob, northern kingdom and southern kingdom. He will do his pleasure on Babylon. Go forth of Babylon, flee from the Chaldeans with a voice of singing. Declare ye, tell this, utter it to the ends of the earth, and say, The Lord has redeemed his servant Jacob. So Babylon falls, Jacob is redeemed. We can see this from Jeremiah chapter 50, verse 1, verse 3, and verse 18, it is written, The word that the Lord spoke against Babylon, for out of the north there comes a nation against her. Therefore thus says the Lord of hosts, I will punish the king of Babylon and his land. And what's the outcome of this? Jeremiah chapter 50, verse 19, And I will bring Israel again to its habitation. That is back to the land of Israel. And he will feed on Carmel and Bashan. And his soul will be satisfied upon Mount Ephraim and Gilead. Now when the end time daughter of Babylon falls, even the United States of America, Ephraim, the northern kingdom, that is the ten tribes, the house of Joseph, and Judah, that is the southern kingdom, the Jewish people, who are living in the United States at the time that it falls, will ask the way to Zion. Well, when they're asking the way to Zion, what are they asking for? They're asking for the coming of the Messiah and the end of the exile. Jeremiah chapter 50 verse 4, In those days and at that time, that's an idiom for the day of the Lord, the children of Israel will come, that's the northern kingdom, and the children of Judah, that's the southern kingdom, together, going and weeping, that is, they're repenting, and they will go, and they will seek the Lord their God. Who's the Lord their God that they're seeking? The Messiah. And they will ask the way to Zion, that is, the end of the exile. We can see how Zion is the end of the exile of Jacob from Psalm chapter 147 verse 2. The Lord builds up Jerusalem. He gathers together the outcasts of Israel. So in the Bible, Jerusalem and Zion are synonymous terms. 
So building up Jerusalem is building up Zion. And in Isaiah chapter 11 verse 12 it is written, And he shall set up an ensign for the nations, and shall assemble the outcasts of Israel, and gather together the dispersed of Judah from the four corners of the earth. So the building up of Jerusalem is gathering together the outcasts of Israel, and Jerusalem and Zion are synonymous terms. Therefore, in Psalm 102 verse 13 it says, You will arise and have mercy on Zion. For the time to favor her, yea, the set time has come. And when the Lord builds up Zion, the building up of Zion is the building up of Jerusalem, which in Psalm 147 verse 2, he gathers the outcasts of Israel, he will also appear in his glory. And when the children of Israel were brought out of Egypt, when they were in the wilderness, what's called the glory of the Lord? The cloud by day and the pillar of fire by night. So when Yeshua gathers and unites the 12 tribes of Israel through a great outpouring of the Holy Spirit, where he brings his people back to the land by the cloud by day and the pillar of fire by night, he will return and set his feet down on the Mount of Olives in great glory. So we've covered the war of Gog and Magog as a sign of the coming of the day of the Lord. We've just covered that the fall of the end-time daughter of Babylon, the United States of America, is a sign of the coming of the day of the Lord. And another sign of the coming of the day of the Lord is a worldwide economic collapse. Because the fall of the end-time daughter of Babylon, the United States of America, will collapse the U.S. and the world economy. In Jeremiah chapter 50 verse 37, regarding the falling of the daughter of Babylon, it says, A sword, a reference to war, is upon her treasures, and they will be robbed. Jeremiah chapter 51 verse 13, O you that dwells upon many waters, abundant in treasures. So we can see how the fall of the end-time daughter of Babylon is linked with the collapse of the world economy, as given in Revelation chapter 6. In verses 5 and 6 it is written, When he had opened the third seal, and lo, a black horse, and he that sat on him had a pair of balances in his hand. And I heard a voice say, A measure of wheat for a penny, and three measures of barley for a penny. So this is a reference to economic collapse. The world is astonished at the fall of the end-time daughter of Babylon, or the United States. Jeremiah chapter 50, verse 46. At the noise of the taking of Babylon, the earth is moved, and a cry is heard among the nations. So in Revelation chapter 6, verses 5 and 6, regarding the economic collapse, it goes on to say in Revelation chapter 6, verse 17, that the great day of his wrath is come. What day of his wrath? The wrath and the darkness of the day of the Lord, or the great tribulation, and who shall be able to stand. So from worldwide economic collapse, the world will restructure into one world government. So one world government is the outcome of the economic collapse, which is a sign of the coming of the day of the Lord. So one world government will be set up at the start of the day of the Lord, or the start of the great tribulation. And it's during the great tribulation, that is the three and a half years before Yeshua sets his feet down on the Mount of Olives, that he will end the exile of his people, that is northern kingdom and southern kingdom, bring them back to the land of Israel through a great outpouring of the Holy Spirit, leading them back by the cloud by day and the pillar of fire by night. And he will bring his people back to the same place that the Gog and Magog army attacked and invaded. That is the mountains of Israel. That is the West Bank or Judea and Samaria and Jerusalem. Ezekiel chapter 37 verses 21 and 22 it is written, And say unto them, Thus is the Lord God, Behold, I will take the children of Israel from among the nations and bring them into their own land, and I will make them one nation in the land upon the mountains of Israel. Then in Ezekiel chapter 37 verse 24, And David my servant will be king over them, and they will have one shepherd, one king and one shepherd. Who's the 
king and shepherd over a united house of Jacob, it is the Messiah. And they will walk in my judgments and observe my statutes and do them. They will keep the Torah of Yeshua, the lawgiver. So now let's summarize what we've covered in this teaching. Number one, the seven days of creation are prophetic of 7,000 years of time from Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden to the end of the thousand-year Messianic era. Number two, based upon our analysis of biblical chronology, it is in this generation when we are coming to the end of 6,000 years of time. Number three, the house of Jacob went into captivity for breaking the covenant at Mount Sinai. The northern kingdom was taken captive by the Assyrians, and the southern kingdom was taken captive by the Babylonians. Number four, the northern kingdom was given a sentence of 2,730 years of captivity. As these years came to a close, there has been a calling within the body of Messiah based upon the Elijah message and ministry of Malachi chapter 4 verses 4 and 5 for a remnant of the body Messiah to return to the Torah of Yeshua, the lawgiver. Based upon our biblical analysis, the exile sentence of the northern kingdom ends in this generation. Number five, the southern kingdom or the house of Judah or the Jewish people partially returned from worldwide captivity to establish the nation of Israel in 1948. Number six, the historical exile of the southern kingdom, the house of Judah, the Jewish people, into Babylonian captivity for 70 years is a prophecy that helps us to understand Yeshua's parable of the fig tree to determine the time of the last generation from the founding of the modern nation of Israel to Yeshua setting his feet down on the Mount of Olives. Number seven, the great tribulation starts the day of the Lord. Number eight, the moon turning to blood or being red is a prophetic sign of the coming of the day of the Lord. And from 2014 to 2015, we had a special series of blood red moons that happened on biblical feast days. Number nine, the Elijah ministry and message calling for the body of Messiah to return to the Torah of Yeshua from Malachi chapter four, verses four and five is a sign of the coming of the day of the Lord. Number 10. The Gog-Magog war against the mountains of Israel, which the world calls the West Bank, biblically it's Judea and Samaria, along with Jerusalem, is a sign of the coming of the day of the Lord. Number 11. The fall of the end-time daughter of Babylon, which we presented as the United States, is a sign of the coming of the day of the Lord. Number 12. Worldwide economic collapse is a sign of the coming of the day of the Lord. Number 13. All of the signs of the coming of the day of the Lord given in this teaching indicate that we are living in the last generation of this present era or this present age and thus we will see Yeshua setting his feet down on the Mount of Olives at his second coming. Number 14. At the start of the day of the Lord or the darkness part of the great tribulation, the nations of the world will set up one world government. It will function during the three and a half years of the great tribulation. Number 15. During the darkness part of the day of the Lord or the great tribulation, Yeshua will end the exile of the 12 tribes of Israel, that is northern kingdom and southern kingdom, Ephraim and Judah, and unite them upon the mountains of Israel, that is the west bank or Judea and Samaria and Jerusalem. And finally, number 16, when the last generation, that is the generation that concludes the present age, sees all the signs of the coming of the day of the Lord, Yeshua told us to look up 
for our redemption, meaning the end of the exile of the twelve tribes of Israel, northern kingdom and southern kingdom, Ephraim and Judah, and Yeshua setting up his kingdom where he teaches the Torah to all nations from Jerusalem, Isaiah chapter 2 verse 3, upon the earth is near. For in Luke chapter 21 verse 28, Yeshua said, And when these things begin to come to pass, look up and lift up your heads. For your redemption, that is the end of the exile, and Yeshua setting up his messianic kingdom on earth, draws near. Well, that's going to conclude part six of the series on the subject, Israel, God's prophetic time clock. Shalom in Yeshua the Messiah. Amen. Thank you, Eddie. This is Stephen Morgan, and all of us here at Hebraic Heritage Ministries pray that you have enjoyed today's teaching. If you've been blessed, will you help us to share this message with others? Hebraic Heritage Ministries is supported by your generous financial gifts. In order to help you in your studies and to help us share this message with others, we are offering today the DVD, Yeshua the Lawgiver, for free for a love gift of any amount to the ministry. Hebraic Heritage Ministries also offers a monthly discipleship program. If you are interested in starting a fellowship group in your area, let us know. We would like to help you. Please contact us for more details. Our website is hebroots.org. That's H-E-B-R-O-O-T-S dot O-R-G. We would like to hear from you. Please send us an email. Finally, in order to take advantage of today's free offer, please mention this product offer and... Please mail your love gift to Hebraic Heritage Ministries, P.O. Box 81, Strasburg, that's S-T-R-A-S-B-U-R-G, Ohio, 44680. Until next time, may Yeshua richly bless you.